Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Wednesday, Wednesday, January the 11th, 2023. As always, I give God thanks for you for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that God has divinely connected us to for such a time as this. Every now and then, you need to be reminded that you were made for this. Every mountain high, every valley low, I'm here to tell you today that you were made for it. So trust in God with all of your heart and lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will, he will direct your path. So um, I don't do this often. And I want you guys to pray for my father. He's having some health challenges. And so if you could in your uh, personal prayer time, as the spirit brings this prayer request back to your remembrance, if you could pray Isaiah 53 and five over him, that God was, uh, Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and through his stripes, David is healed. That's the name of my dad. David is healed. So if you could pray that for me again, as the Holy Spirit brings it back to your remembrance, or even if you came in agreement uh, with the word of God right then, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we are looking for God to uh, just perform another miracle in his life. My father really is a living miracle as as he lives and breathes on today. He is a living miracle. He definitely has a testimony. And so we believe, God, that this is just going to be another testimony for him to share. Uh, it's Word Wednesday. So you guys know on Wednesday, sometimes I like to do a little things a little bit differently. I like to give you a Wednesday word that will carry you. You know, some people call it hump day. Uh, we're going to call it word day, just a Wednesday word that will carry you for the remainder of the week. And then, you know, on Fridays, give you something to meditate on, encourage you, think about for the week. Today, though, I want to talk to you about uh, quiet rebellion. And so I don't know if you guys follow, uh, follow along at all. And if you've ever heard the term of quiet quitting, seems like since the pandemic of 2020, right? Coronavirus, COVID-19, um, then when people had an opportunity to go back to work, when the world opened up again, what folks began to see was this thing called quiet quitting. So basically what happens is that people were still going to work people who were working at home, they'd still log on, but they weren't actually doing the work of the organization, right? People would log on uh, to their job or their time clock or whatever, and they would do something else. People were outside walking. They were on vacation. They were taking vacations even during COVID. They were doing all types of things instead of working. And that pretty much still exists. People go to work, but they're not really working. They have withdrawn from the job in some type of way. The only reason why they haven't quit 
which is probably the reason why a lot of us haven't quit our jobs a lot of times is because we need the money, right? We know that, well, the Bible says if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. So we know that in order to eat, we have to work, right? In order to have some type of roof over our head, we've got to bring some money in. There's got to be some income. So there are a lot of people who are working jobs, who are in careers, who because of because of COVID decided that I, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't my life anymore, but I can't quit my job because I need the money and I don't know what else I'm going to do. Maybe I'm up in age. I'm not going to start a whole nother career. I'm not going to go back to school. I like the people that I work with, or I like working from home, all of those things. So there's things that I need and that I like, but I don't like the job. So what have they done? They quietly quit. And that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is because employers need staff, they need workers. There's this thing that they've now coined the term of quiet firing. So there's this quiet quitting where the employee has just decided, you know what, I need this job or I'm going to keep this job until I find another one, whatever happens to work best. But I'm going to do as little and as minimum as possible, or I'm just going to take a sick day every Friday, or I'm going to take a sick day every Monday. I'm going to prolong my weekends. That's quiet quitting. Quiet firing is when the employer has said, you know what, this person is just not working out. Maybe they're aware that the individual has already quietly quit. They just haven't turned in their resignation. But because the employer, right, needs that individual because the whole world is short-staffed, like literally just about every profession, everywhere you go, from fast food to even your uh, higher businesses and organizations are in need of people. So what the employer has done is I'm going to quiet fire this person. So a lot of times you'll see where employers began to take uh, responsibilities from the person who either uh, they want to see gone or maybe who really deserves to go because they've already quietly quit, but because they need a warm body or they need even that minimum that's being done, they're quietly firing until someone better comes along. So that may look like responsibilities being taken away. That may be, that may look like, you know what, I'm, I'm not coaching you. You, you just can't do the job, right? So I'm not going to offer that individual who I see is literally struggling to perform their role and responsibility. I'm just going to let them just kind of drown themselves or mess up so bad that they'll just resign. That's quietly firing someone. So we've got quiet quitting and quiet firing. Well, guess what? There's also, let me bring it on in. There is also what is called quiet rebellion. Quiet rebellion for believers. And that's where as believers, we tend to compromise our faith. So it looks like one way outwardly, right? But inwardly, we know we are not doing the will of the Lord. Inwardly, we know that when nobody's looking, when nobody's watching, we are doing things and saying things and behaving in ways that we know are not pleasing to God. 
Now, I don't believe that being a Christian, being a believer has to be boring. I don't believe that. I feel like I have a good time. I am blessed and I enjoy my life, you know, Uh, but it all goes by how you define enjoyment, right? I'm okay sitting at home watching a movie. I'm okay sitting at home watching a book. I'm okay hanging with my children. I really have a good time with them. I'm okay hanging with friends and having good conversation with people I have things in common with. I'm okay with that. Going to dinner, you know, going to the movies, like that's fun. For some people, fun is doing a lot of things that really don't align to the will of God. I'm not going to get into those things because we already know what those things are. Um, With no desire to change, but being one way to the public and another way in private. That's a sense of quiet rebellion, right? Speaking like our heart's posture is towards God when really deep down our heart's posture is not. That's quiet rebellion. Quiet rebellion is riding the fence. And we know in the book of Revelation, Jesus said that you are, you know, lukewarm, that that um, that we would rather that we be hot or cold, but we are lukewarm. So what does he say? So I, I will spew you basically out of my mouth. Like I can't really do you because you've not really decided what side you're going to walk on. There is a heaven and there is a hell. There's one or the other. We can't go in both. You know what I'm saying? There's one that we will live eternity in. I know that sounds so like, wow. But sometimes we don't talk about that enough. So people ride the fence their entire life thinking that heaven is their destination. Where the Bible clearly says, God would said, I would rather... That, I, that you would either go to heaven or hell, but because you've ridden the fence, because you're in this gray area, because you're lukewarm, because you have quietly rebelled. He doesn't say that part. I'm saying that. Then I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Quiet rebellion. But what I love about the book of Joshua, y'all be under 15 today. Yes. What I love about the book of Joshua in chapter uh, verse, uh, chapter 24, verses number 14 and number 15, it says, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Now, now fear, not tomorrow, not next week. Not in the next hour. Now, as you are under the sound of my voice. Now, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, fear the Lord. Why fear the Lord? Because the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A healthy fear of God. Just like we had a healthy fear and should have a healthy fear of our parents. We are to have a healthy fear of of our father in heaven. Now fear the Lord and serve him. Serve him. What does it mean to serve God, to worship him in spirit and in truth, right? Worship him in spirit and in truth and serve him with all faithfulness, with everything that you have. Don't give God your leftovers, Don't go to God when you all tired and, oh, let me sit here and read my Bible. Let me sit here and pray and then go to sleep on God. I'm not saying that, you know, again, for people who want to be so 
a literal, uh, there's times I've prayed and I've fallen asleep. I'm not saying that you know what I'm saying, right? So now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. When we call ourselves being in a relationship and really loving a person and all that, we are faithful. We are faithful to that thing. You know what I'm saying? We are loyal to that thing. We're not going to let anybody talk about them, disrespect them, right? And even though God doesn't need us to, to argue and stuff with people over him, I'm just saying, right? We are faithful totally and completely. Then it says, throw away the gods your forefathers worship beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Don't let anything get in the place of serving God. Nothing. Don't let nothing get in the way of your prayer time, of your Bible time. Guard that time. Get up early. Set your alarm clock early to do what you got to do. But if the if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, so that if you feel like, mm, I don't know if I really want to do this. I don't know if, you know, I really believe this or that. I don't know if I really believe that there's a God because this has happened or that has happened. Or I really don't want to because that means I have to stop doing, you know, A, B, C, X, Y, Z. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. So you got to make a choice now. Now fear the Lord. Make a choice. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. There is a demand on the now. There is a demand on your now. You got to make some choices in 2023 that maybe you played with all before. You got to make some choices in which direction you want to go. You've got to make some choices in terms of what is best for you. What is going to serve you well? Yeah, I know it might serve that man or that woman well that you're in relationship with. I know that there are certain things that prior to COVID-19, it was serving employers well. It was serving them well not to pay people a decent wage. It was serving them well because why they were lining up their pockets. It was serving them well to talk to people who showed up to work day in and day out and gave up everything that they had just to have a job. But when people started quiet quitting and then there came in quiet firing, now what we see in a lot of workplaces, it's not working anymore. It's not working anymore. There is a demand on the now. Quiet rebellion. There is a demand on the now. Choose this day, this day, this day, January the 11th, 2023. Choose this day who you are going to serve. Are you going to live like days of old? Are you going to keep living like you were living 10 years ago? Are you going to keep living like you were living five years ago? Are you going to keep living like you were living even last year? This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the now. Okay. This is the now. And then Joshua goes on to say, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Period. 
And literally, there's a period after that. But as for me and my household, you have to make that decision. I don't care who you live with. I know some people have grown children in their house. And people feel like, wow, they're grown. I can't tell them what to do. The devil is a lie. If they're in your house, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So guess what? If you don't have to work, we going to church. If you work on Sundays, but you're off during the week, then Bible study is your church night. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You can't do everything in my house. You can't bring everybody in my house. It, it doesn't work like that. Because when people come and go in and out of your house and you know that your house is peaceful, you know the, the things that you have prayed in your house, you don't want spirits. And people do have residue and spirits. I do believe that. I'm not saying people are possessed. There's a difference. There's a difference from someone being possessed and someone that who has a spirit, right? We don't have no problem saying that people have, you know, spirits that are that are kind and good. But then when people, when we want to call out spirits that people have that are not, um, that are, that are not pleasing, then we want to say, oh, somebody's a little too spiritual. Or are they off? It works both ways, guys. <laughs> it works both ways. So I say that in saying choose this day you guys now 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 don't delay whatever God has called you to do whatever God has put down in your spirit the things that God has called you to say maybe to your spouse maybe to your children maybe to the people you work with right whatever it is choose this day who you are going to serve and when people make other choices that's okay that's okay I had to I had to learn that. I had to learn that when people didn't choose me or didn't choose the things that I were going for, I had to learn that it's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to be everybody's choice. And that's okay. But God is my choice. So you have to choose this day whom you're going to serve and you're going to have to be very clear that as for you and your household, you're going to serve the Lord and then serve the Lord and love him with all of your heart and all of your mind. Because truly, he's all we have in this world. I know you might have a nice house and a nice car and a nice mate and all of the things that the world says that we are to have. But the only thing that we truly have is him. Because guess what? When we close our eyes, when we take our last breath here on this earth, we're going to, we're going to leave here to go to be with him. <laughs> to go to be with him. Hallelujah. That is our desire. It's to when we breathe, when we take our last breath and we close our eyes for that final time, our desire is to be with the Lord. That's my desire. The one thing, like David said, the one thing that I desire is that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I might want some things, but the one thing that I desire is to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So what's your word? Choose this day 
who you're going to serve. Love you all. Have an awesome Wednesday. Bye-bye.